This is Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Today we're going to delve into some of the funniest or worst gigging moments we've ever had. All right, we should probably do this one anonymously, like not name names, because right. you know, we don't want to get in trouble with our friends. That's right. I am. My name is Brad Meldow, <laughs> and you are... <laughs> Chick Korea, <laughs> Guest host today. Um, well, this is now, I, it's phrased in a funny, worst gigging moments way, because this is a question... Uh, from one of our listeners, we you know we love the listeners and we love the questions because we're running out of topics. To be quite honest with you, here at the You'll Hear It podcast, and we would feel bad within the first three months to actually recycle topics. We're dangerously close to that, though. Dude, this was your idea to do this daily, so don't start complaining. <laughs> well, I mean, daily. I didn't, you know, every day. It, it was in the middle of winter. Every day seems so long. You know, now the days are shorter. This is really becoming a hassle. I got to uh, tell you, it looks nice outside, right? No, actually, what it is, is we've got plenty of ideas, but what we want want to do is talk about things that are entertaining and maybe even enlightening to you guys, the listeners. So please go to youllhearit.com. You can leave a voice message or uh, a typed message, as it were, and we'd love to answer your question. Or if it's something that we don't like or don't know about, ignore your question. <laughs> One or the other will happen. We do that we, too. We do yeah. that often. So this is from uh, uh, Elia. 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 Um, and it's about our funniest and or worst gigging moments do we care to share? Ha ha. I mean, how much time do we got? <laughs> we, we've got between 7 and 11 minutes. <laughs> All right, I will start. Uh, so this was, this was in um, Peoria, Illinois, which is a hotbed for clothes. It's already kind of <laughs> I'm funny. already laughing. No, this Hometown was... of famous comedian. A little trivia for you, Peoria trivia. I don't know. Richard Pryor. Oh, really? oh that's yeah. right. Oh, that's yep. awesome. Well, Richard, I wish Richard Pryor was at this gig because uh, he would have told a great story about this. So we were, I was playing in a band. It was, we weren't a wedding band, but this was for a wedding. And this was a very affluent family in Peoria. And we weren't actually, we were playing the rehearsal dinner. But like I was playing with kind of a famous singer. And uh, that's how wealthy these people were. I think actually for the wedding themselves, I think they had your boy uh, Jeremy Davenport like on on stage on a headlining f- headlining like on on the football field in Peoria or something you know what i mean like yeah. it was like they rented out the whole town yeah. for this thing and that uh, cost 98 dollars <laughs> no oh, just God. kidding we love you Peoria big <laughs> shout out big shout out to Peoria <laughs> but uh so we're playing the rehearsal dinner and <laughs> the speeches start happening and the the parents go first and I'll never forget, like, there was, like, the father of the groom said, well, you know, we're, we're very proud of, of our family. We're proud of um, to, to have it here, and we're proud we can do it here in Peoria. But the thing we're most proud of is what wonderful kids we have here. All these young people, the bride and the groom and all their friends are so marvelous. And then it was, like, not even two minutes later, the first, like, uh, groomsman speech happens. And he starts it out by talking about how when they were in college with the groomsmen, all he remembers hearing was like, <laughs> it was like he started going in the most distasteful. <laughs> at, at one point, one of the groomsmen actually said, you know, 
well, we're glad that the grandparents and the parents are here tonight, but screw the parents. This is about us. <laughs> Party and, on. And we're in this, like, lavish ballroom, and I was like, wow. oh, man. The grandmothers looked horrified. <laughs> I just remember, like, uh, I mean, there was, some, there was just some really weird stuff. And the worst part about it was, why I bring it up, is because we had gotten done playing our set, but we were stuck behind. We were in, like, a... Uh, an alcove behind where they were speaking so we were trapped and we just had to sit here for two hours and listen to these horrible people do these horrible speeches oh. and it got worse and worse and worse and then you know you realize that you're in Peoria <laughs> on top of it all right big shout big out to Peoria, Peoria. <laughs> sorry we're in St. Louis we can say that about our rivals that's right right wow that's that was uh, funny and bad so I'm saying <laughs> you really combined those nicely it was horrible that's good well, one one thing uh, that I remember, it seems like there's so many horrible and funny things that I can't remember. I guess I blocked them out. But early on, um, when I was in high school, we had uh, a nice little combo group, we used to call it. Uh, we even had a name, the Jazz Dispatch. And this was with Jeremy Davenport, Chris Thomas. Nice. Uh, drummer was David Berger and uh, bass player uh, Christopher Thomas. And so, you know, thinking back on it, you know, I was so lucky to play and grow up with these, you know, great musicians and really good friends. I mean, yeah, we, were I thought we weren't together. naming names, though. I mean, I'm just dropping some <laughs> names of my boys from back in the day, yo. Uh, but we would do gigs. We put our little band together, and we would get called for a surprising number of gigs, considering how bad we sounded at the beginning. You know, the correlation between... I mean, there's a lot of goodwill in the community, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But one funny thing was, like, we didn't have our business stuff together. So we would, you know, like a lot of kids, like, we would take gigs and we would never ask how much the gigs paid. And if they would ask us what we charged, we were so afraid to say... Like, we wouldn't say anything. It's kind of like babysitters. I've had babysitters. How much do you charge? Oh, I don't know, whatever. You know, they just it's right. just something about that age. Right. But we were also so excited about playing music. It's not that we didn't like money or need money. We definitely <laughs> did. But um, it, it just wasn't really... Like, we would try to... We would get paid for gigs and then pull them. Take, we would never even separate out the money. We would like, you know, use it for some piece of equipment. You know, like we were saving up for a Fender Rhodes for me. That worked out good. Oh, you and then, or like a bass pedal for for Chris, or or some music stand. I, whatever it is we needed. So we, we were just like it was all gravy. But we got asked to play the opening of a bank. Uh, branch Commerce Bank <laughs> on Delmar. Lovely. You know, kind of a location that's still there, sort of a famous location. This is like, you know, I don't know, 1984 or something. And um, for some reason, we, I mean, I thinking back on it, like we thought we were relatively smart. We didn't think we were geniuses, but we thought we were of at least average intelligence. But after you hear the story, you're not going to think so. Um, we thought, oh, it's a bank opening. We're going to make so much money because they this is a bank and like they've got stacks of bills and we're going to get paid. And we're like, don't even worry about telling them our price this right, time. Right, they, right. You know, they didn't say anything. They're like, can you play this opening? Yeah. So we're like, man, we're going to make. I mean, certainly thousands, if not millions. It's possible. I mean, it's a bank. You know. <laughs> so we played the gig, and everybody loved it or pretended to love it. We kind of slopped our way through whatever little tunes we sort of knew at the time. And at the end of the gig, we're packing up, and we were always embarrassed. Like if if they never came to pay us, we would just leave yeah. without any pay. We were we were too embarrassed to even ask for anything. Oh, yeah. uh, but they came over, and they're like, "Yeah, we need everybody's um, 
name and just if you could write it down so that we can cut checks for you guys. And we're like, oh man, it's on now. <laughs> Plus, we're getting checks. Man, I don't know what we thought Going we had no bank account. Man, we are. This is this is and separate checks for everyone. Oh, so not only are we going to be making like thousands of dollars, but each of us individually is going to make thousands of dollars. So we're so excited. And this was back when they still had like. You know, some kind of machine that you would the put. Shunk, shunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that, that you could like cut. You literally would cut a check on. So they kind of called us to the back. The manager of the branch is like, "Come back here, boys." And we went back, and we're just like, "Oh man, it's on!" And so they printed out and had our names printed on each of the five checks and handed them to us like in envelopes. And of course, we're too like scared to even look at them while we're there. We get out front and we're all like, "Oh, ripping open the envelopes." And each of us had a check for five dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> and this is not like—I mean, this is a long time ago, but it's not like when five dollars was worth a thousand. No, five dollars was worth the equivalent now of about uh, seven dollars or so. It hasn't really changed that much. Yeah, still and, a check uh, for five dollars. Yeah, but of course we didn't go say anything, but we were oh, excited, man. so we got five dollars. That's awesome. And I had to—I had to have my mom cash it for me because I didn't have a bank account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, my next story, uh, I don't know if this is... Wait, next story? I don't know if I have another one, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, no. So mine, uh, I, was, uh, I was in Italy. We were doing one of these tours. Infamous Italian promoter. I'm, uh, I won't say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And we are... Toti. <laughs> we go are, ahead. We are on our way to a town that is literally where, if, if you're in Italy, it's where... Um, uh, the toe is kicking Sicily. So you could see Sicily basically yeah. from our hotel, right? I forget the name of the town. Is that Lecce? It might be Lecce. Yeah, That's down there somewhere. Yeah, it's down there somewhere. Well, it was this, uh, first of all, we get, you know, we, we, you almost die. On is, that Cal- that's Cal- is that Calabria, the region, or even below that? I don't remember. Oh, you have I'm no idea. name the clubs. Okay. <laughs> <Some. I don't laughs> was it Milano? I don't want to get too far into <laughs> or it. Or perhaps Zurich. In case they can speak English. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, so this promoter uh, infamously is, uh, you know, a horrible driver. So just the drive to the gig, first of all, is a story on itself because you feel like you're going to die the whole time. Uh, Promoter can't find the club. So we're already, you know, behind the ball there because we're late to the sound check. I put sound check in many quotes. (laughs) Air quotes. Because of what happens next. We get there and um, we're kind of feeling our way out. There's like a tiny little sound system a tiny little stage there's a tiny little grand piano i step up to the piano the piano's it's only missing two strings in the middle so there's only two notes that don't work uh which i was kind of horrified because the the promoter was like then we met the promoter and he said it's sold out and i said well there's two you know you're missing like literally the d above middle c and like the g two above that and he's like oh yeah yeah, it's okay. And then he offered me some acid, and and then he, I watched him put some in his mouth. Wow, this is not a typical Southern Italian uh, delicacy. This guy is his own cat. <laughs> you got sausage, you've got red wine, Parmigiano, and acid. So we do our sound check. He is not quite high yet, and we we start the gig, and the gig goes as you would think, which is like horribly, <laughs> right? Uh, but about, I don't know, 45 minutes into the first set, uh, or the only set, as it turns out. It was supposed to be the first, but it ended up being the only. The sound system starts feeding back, um, like, a really high-pitched, one of those, like, it starts out, you know, you hear these, like, uh, starts out with, like, a, just like a... 
yeah. and then it just goes crazy. A slow, slow rolling feedback. Well, we can't find the promoter and the guy who runs the sound anywhere. We can't. We, there's no. It's just happening. The audience is holding their ears, and people starting to like run out the door screaming. The singer that I'm playing with is holding her ears and like crouching down behind the bass player. Crouching and, tiger, hidden singer. <laughs> that's right. I don't care because I'm still pissed off because I don't have any strings on the damn piano. Uh, uh, the promoter had to kind of run up and just basically turn off the soundboard. Right. Or was, I put, again, soundboard in many quotes because yeah. I think it was just like a off-brand Czech mixer that was <laughs> like not very good. And uh, and we we kind of just stopped the gig because we didn't have any sound. And all you see behind the bar are the promoter's feet. He's like laying down. He's not asleep. He's just like he can't handle it. He's on like, an, like a post He's on like a horrible trip. acid trip. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's Italy, so then you leave the gig and you have some amazing food and wine. You feel great about it right? <laughs> anyway, but it was still a hilarious gig. Things took a, a positive turn after the gig, I'm sure. It, things are, that's, the, that's the great part about uh, being in Italy are the food, the people, the wine, you know. Everything's fun. That was great. That was good. I actually I've thought of a couple other Italian stories. Maybe we'll go with two-parter on this one, and tomorrow we'll come back with my Sicilian adventure. Oh, part due. Part due, <laughs> because you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating or review. Yeah, I liked what I heard. Mm. I'm going to leave five stars, but <laughs> you guys can do whatever you want. Today's episode was brought to you by Open Studio, jazz lessons from jazz legends. Check out our brand new All Access Pass. All Access, what is that, like one or two courses you get? Dude, I said All Access. It's access to everything. Every course, hundreds, ah, thousands, tens of thousands of lessons. Wait, tens of thousands. Back up, back no, up. Definitely hundreds. <laughs> We're getting close to a thousand. Everything from Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Romero Lobombo, Gregory Hutchinson, uh, Miles Davis, Mead Lux Lewis, okay, Jelly Roll it's Morton. getting ridiculous. <laughs> no, some of those. The first couple, we've got them. <laughs> Check us out, openstudionetwork.com.